Learn how to build a better sign and print shop from a few crusty sign guys who've made more mistakes than they care to admit. Conversations and advice on pricing, sales, marketing, workflow, growth, and more. You're listening to the Better Sign Shop Podcast with your hosts, Peter Kurunis, Michael Riley, and Bryant Gillespie. Before we jump into the episode, I'd like to give a shout out to our sponsor, GCI Digital Imaging, grand format printer to the trade. We talk a lot about outsourcing on the podcast and the importance of having good partners. And GCI Digital Imaging is a good partner to have. Owner TJ Bedact and his team focus on providing killer customer service, just the way grandmother used to make it. If you're interested in learning their approach to business, Hop back into the archives to episode nine, where the guys and I interview TJ about customer experience. So if you're looking for a high quality trade printer for banners, wraps, and other printed graphics that your customers throw at you, check out GCI Digital Imaging at printgci.com. Hi guys, welcome back to the next edition of the Better Sign Shop podcast. As always, I've got my colleague, Peter Karunas, the sign shop Yoda. How are What's you? What's going Pete? on? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a minute. Happy to be back. It has been a minute. I don't know where Mr. Sign Design Samurai is, but I feel like he'll be popping in any moment now. While we wait for him, let's catch up for a minute, Pete. How you been? Very busy. Very busy, um, working on some projects, working on growing sign shop businesses, working on developing. Honestly, the biggest development for here today is I've been, I finally jumped on the chat GPT train. <laughs> I've been having fun with it all afternoon. The Apple iPhone just down, just came out with an app or maybe recently. I don't know if it was just like today. Like I was scrolling through my social media early this morning. My son jumped into my bed, woke me up, and you know he he hands me my phone like almost as if I missed the call. I'm like, what are you doing? It's five thirty in the morning. Like, yeah. Now you just woke me up, and he's sitting in my bed. We're watching cartoons this morning, and I'm like scrolling through my social my Twitter feed, and I come across this thing that says Apple Chat GPT iPhone app. I'm like, oh, all right, well, that's cool. Download. I start. I downloaded it, it was like 30 seconds and it's on my phone. I'm like, what can this thing do? What uh, can this thing do? Now there's a lot of us, there's a lot of us that have not used this. So this today, effectively today, which you know is like May 19th in the morning. So when you're listening to this, probably be like a couple of weeks ago. Listening to this in this morning, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna send some emails. I want to see how good this thing can Ooh. be. So, it's scary, I'm like, man. so I go, the first thing that I do is following up with a sign shop owner, letting them know that we need to reschedule for next week and that I'm sorry. And there's like, uh, I suggested some dates. I typed out this like two sentence thing and it gave me like three paragraphs worth of information. And I'm like, this is the best well-written email <laughs> I've ever had. Copy, paste. 
send it off to the owner at like 5.30, 5.45 in the morning. I'm like, all right, what else can this thing do? All right. Let's It'll send do, a... Yeah, dude, don't ruin, don't ruin the AI episode. So like two weeks from now, like we're doing this AI episode. Um, and it's, it's changed so much since the last time that I was like, okay, here is why we need to do this. And it's blown my mind, but I'll give you one tip. Like if you like the, if you're using that, do like use a friendly, but professional tone or like speak like you are talking to your best friend or something like that. If you include that in the prompt, it's like, it's, it blows me away. Like it's, it's virtually indistinguishable from something that I would write. So, well, no, I mean, I, I've got like a little flavor that I add to everything. Well, I, but... I guess, I guess I don't want to take the wind from ourselves on that upcoming episode, but I was just blown away by this. I've been p playing around with it all day. I've been walking around like, who can I send some random message to? And <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I've discovered like, how do you... I was just messing around with it and saying, like, how do you break up with your girlfriend? How do you tell your wife that you love her? Uh, I, how do you quit a job that you really enjoy? And it would, it, I mean, it's like so amazing. It's blowing my mind. It's helped me write articles, blog articles for websites. It's helped me write product descriptions. I mean, again, don't want to take the wind from the sales of that episode, but just don't do it. It's just amazing. So that's 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 what's on my mind here today. Well, cool. Yeah, I've I've got like some things I want to talk about, but I'm gonna wait until we get our guest on uh, today. I'm really excited for this. We had this guy on on our shop management software demo series, and we enjoyed that call so much that we said, "Hey, let's get him on to the podcast because I think his story is is pretty cool." And I got like a lot of weird kind of experiences that, that you and I kind of have of like being in the industry as a, you know, an owner or manager or, or working that side of it and then working on the software side of it as well. Uh, so happy to welcome on Joe Arinella at uh, Sign Tracker. I'm excited yeah. for this one. All right, guys, welcome back. We've got our guest, Joe Arinella from Sign Tracker. Joe, super excited to have you. Thanks for coming on. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate it. I'm excited too. Hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully I can, you know, impart a little bit of wisdom. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I was, I was just telling Pete before you jumped on that, like, you've got kind of the, a little bit of the same slice of the industry that we do, like mm -hmm. being on the, like running a shop for a long time, and then also being on the software side of it, actually making software for sign makers yeah so yeah that's that's su me. super super interested for the conversation Pete, well, thanks why, why don't you kick us off yeah so i got a laundry list of questions to ask you so i'm going to tee you up really nicely okay and start you, and start you with an easy one all right at what point did you realize and how more likely how how did you realize that a software like sign tracker was needed in this industry well, how it really hit me at first was, you know, I owned an electric sign shop, started it from scratch here in Austin, Texas, and owned it for over 10 years. And so I, you know, I, I came from another sign shop. I, actually, I, my background is not the sign industry at all. Like so many people, I stumbled into it. <laughs> you know, I actually answered an ad in a newspaper that said, Mar uh, uh, 
sixty to ninety thousand dollars a year in uh, marketing sales. So it was a marketing sales job, and so I thought, okay, I had nothing else going on, and um, I was in between. We had just moved to Texas from California, my wife and I, and so um, I answered the ad in the paper, and I went, and it was this dumpy little sign shop. And I had no idea what it was all about. I didn't know anything about science, but I took the job because I had nothing else going on. Well, I went in there. These guys had zero organization. So I was, I didn't even have a computer on my desk, right? So this is back in 96, I think. And so we had uh... one sh one shared computer. So I would stay there at night building forms because I did own a small business in California. So I was sort of, you know, I like to organize, you know, work. I like to organize people to get jobs done. So. I would sit, sit there at night, build forms just so my jobs would go through their shop a little bit more organized. After three months, I was like, ah, screw this. I'm out of here. I'm going to go start my own sign company. So, uh, okay. And so, so that was the, that was the impetus of like, you were you just like, you were in their shop and you're like, Hey, these guys aren't doing this right at all. And it was just like, Hey, I'm going to go do this myself now. Or yeah. Like Yep. So, because I was I was building like all my own Excel and Word document forms to organize the workflow. I was trying to talk to the shop foreman about you know setting up different, you know, uh, you know forms to help get different sign types through the shop and all that. So anyway, to fast forward, I broke off from there three months into the sign industry and started Sign Tech International, which is clueless on how to even begin. But I did take <laughs> I did take one of their head sales guys with me. So. And we were, you know, we were in Signs of the Times magazine, looking on the back, trying to find wholesalers, you know, to build signs <laughs> for us. But then it kind of, you know, then it began, right? So we we had a couple of national accounts. We were using a wholesale, local wholesale manufacturer to build all our signs for us. And then I, again, I was building forms, building systems, all Excel, all access. And then I started sending these forms out, like work orders, survey work orders, all this stuff to sign shops all over the country, customer sign off sheets once they installed the sign for us, instructions on how to do the completion photos. And so sign shops started saying, hey, where'd you get these forms? I made them, can I buy them? And that's where it started. So that was the begin the birth of Sign Tracker. <laughs> It's just like Excel and Microsoft Word forms. Pretty much. That's all it was. And then, <clears throat> and then I started building like flow charts and org charts. And I mean, all, you know, it, then I, I actually packaged it all together with like employee handbooks and safety manuals and all this. And then started, I think I was telling you guys earlier, the first iteration of Sign Tracker was a disk an 80 page training manual. The disc was pretty much just all Excel based word documents and this printed manual. I'd stuff it in a box and sold them for two grand. So, <laughs> and I sold 600 of them, went, sold like 600 of them. And, uh, but it looked like I was saying earlier, you know, within a few months I was getting phone calls constantly like, Hey Joe. And it was all like, how do I use Excel? Not how do I use the forms or whatever. So anyway, mm. Uh, but I did that. I did it for a few years and then sort of pulled back and focused on my own business. And after I sold my sign shop, then I, that's when I started trying to think about how to, you know, do sign tracker full time and make it a real software. Yeah. So what was the, like, what was the next iteration, right? We've got the CD ROMs, like the, yeah. the America online, <laughs> like, here's the packet for this. Like, what was, what was the next iteration? Well, when I. When I, what happened was I, our sign shop, um, we were really lucky, right? Like we were in a great spot. I was here in Austin, Texas. 
it was going through a big growth phase, which actually technically yeah. I don't know if that's ever ended. Actually, Austin still uh, no, no. Up. I was going to say <laughs> yeah, but you were in before that. It was like too expensive to actually buy a house down there. Yeah, now it's yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, so what happened was um, I pulled back. You know, I pulled back on on Sign Tracker, and you know the business was really blowing up. We were doing massive you know rollouts for. Um, you know, national chains and restaurants and all that. We were doing, we were in the middle of doing the Dallas Cowboys stadium project. They were, when they were building their new stadium back then. Plus we were the go-to company in Austin for pylon signs and wayfinding. And so we were just really busy We had 60 employees. And, but it was in 2008, you know, when the economy really started going down Dude, and all of a, all of a sudden, oh my gosh, it was terrible. You know, and a lot of big sign shops kind of tanked during that time like really big electric sign shops they were just going down you know but right before that happened somehow this company they wanted to start a sign shop and they were like a 300 million dollar electrical contracting company and so they were searching for software on you know how to manage a sign shop and they because they did service work right they did electrical service electrical install they did 25 million dollars a year in just sign repairs all over the us oh, and wow. canada so they thought surely if we had a sign shop these repair customers would buy signs from us and so uh somehow i thought i had pulled everything off the interwebs you know but somehow they still found this sign tracker thing mm -hmm. so they they called me and they said, hey, if we sign, how do you use this in your shop? I said, well, look, if you sign an NDA and you come to my shop, I'll, I'll give you a tour of the shop and I'll show you. I still have some of these things. If you guys want it, you know, it's fine. And so they came to the shop. And what happened was at the same time, our, the banks were like cutting our lines of credit. I mean, it was crazy what was going on in 2008. I don't know if you guys were, I mean, you guys were young, yeah. so maybe, maybe you weren't in the same well, business I, then. I think that was Pete's. Was that like your first year in business, Pete? Second year. Second year, and you survived. <laughs> Good for you. It was tough. And um, I mean, what happened was they, uh, you know, they came and toured the shop. And at that time, you know, like I said, we were doing the Dallas Cowboy Stadium. We had tons of signs. Everything was going on. We were, we were doing a ton of stuff. And they were like a deer in the headlights, you know. So I get back into my my office. I'm showing them how to use this Excel version of Sign Tracker. And halfway through the presentation, the CEO of the company just stops and puts his hand on my shoulder and says, okay, we've seen enough. How about if we just buy everything? And I went like, oh, well, it's two grand for the disc if you want it. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, no, listen, kid, we want, we're just going to buy your, we want to buy your whole company. And so, oh, wow. And so, yeah, so I, within a few months, uh, by October, 2008, they gave me a check and I worked for them and from 2008 to March of 2009, the company went from, you know, between 10, 11 million to 4 million. It was pretty awful. I mean, it, it was awful. And so- Was there a lot of blowback on you oh, because of yeah. it? Oh, yeah. There was a I'm lot. Like, I mean, yeah, there was. Uh, uh, and, and uh, you know, and I don't blame them, right? Like they, they spent a lot of money. You know, and so, and I, I had an employment agreement with them for five years, but after a year, I was like, Hey, why don't you buy me out of this? So they gave me a, you know, a few bucks and, and my pickup truck and kicked me down the road, but I had a business partner too, and he had little ones. And so he stayed there. So I left with my, you know, pretty much the deal was I didn't have to have an NDA or whatever. So I left and that's when I started the next, I thought, okay, let's see if I can breathe life back into this sign tracker thing. 
And so I had, um, I had hired a software development company to help me. And uh, after spending, I mean, it's almost embarrassing to say this because I didn't really know what I was doing, but I spent like 150 grand pretty quick. And, and in today's day with software development, that's nothing, right? But back then, you know, my, and my wife, she was, she put the kibosh on that, you know? She's like, you, <laughs> you need to go get a job. This is this little sign tracker thing is you're done. And right. Um, so right before I just scrapped the whole thing, I went to a South by Southwest because here that happens in Austin. So I went to a seminar on uh, how to build software as a service. And so I go to this thing and I'm sitting in there and it's the guy that had founded FreshBooks that's given the talk. Uh, okay. And, and so really cool dude. I ended up talking to him afterwards for a while. And he was said to me, he goes, Joe, look, he goes, right now you have, you have a hundred percent of nothing. He goes, so why don't you find a couple of developer guys? So what? Give up half the company. At least you'll have half of something. So I found a couple of developers and we've been in business together ever since. They're great guys. And we all kept, I went back to work in the sign industry and, uh, and we just slowly, but surely started developing sign tracker just as a side project. And then about five years ago, we went full-time. So that's the sign tracker story. Fascinating. Absolutely stunning and fascinating. All right. Second question from me before I'll, uh, I'm going to be selfish and ask two before Brian asks one. Okay. okay. To this day, what is your favorite feature about Sign Tracker? I would say I really like the job flow board. I like the visual, which I know, you know, Trello and there's a lot of different job flow boards out there. But I, I think um, for me, I really like the job flow board, the, the ability to visually organize all my jobs. Uh, and then, you know, obviously when you click into a job card, uh, it's being able to have everything like an electronic job folder, be able to do everything and have everything in one place rather than piles of paper and whiteboards and all that stuff. So I think, yeah, just having the jobs in one place visually where you can see them all is probably my favorite. I bet you half of our listeners right now, if not the majority of them are probably like, yep, that's amazing. That's a, such a simple feature. And thank you so much for creating that and simplifying our lives. Ah, this is a, that's the bread and butter, like the job flow. Like if you can't get that right. Yeah. Hey, like, you know, like the rest of it is just a, a nightmare to deal with anyway. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of what struck me. Like uh, before we had you on, we were talking about, we had you do the shop management software demo series with us. And mm -hmm. yeah, we walked away from that impressed of just like how close it was to the, how a sign person thinks and mm -hmm. like you just yep. the way that you structured sign tracker uh of just having like here's the board like everything starts here ends up over there and it's mm -hmm. it, like it just fits the mental model for i i think a ton of sign guys yeah and gals yeah for sure yeah and then and then to be able to you know at any point click into one of those cards on the board and have everything there. I mean, I, I don't know, you know, in your shop, when you're in a shop, but, you know, back in the 90s and 2000s, everything was a paper folder. And I, I, I swear we spent half of our project management time searching for like, where the hell is that permit? Where, you know, and it's, it's so nice to have everything in one place, for sure. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, Excellent. You got another one, Peter? Or no, you're good. Oh, I got, I got, I got so many more. <laughs> so many more. I just want, I don't want to be rude. 
I don't uh, want to take the yeah. wind from your sails. Uh, so I, I like my question would probably be on the sign tracker side, uh, like what were the biggest takeaways from like your days of running the sign shop that you incorporated into sign tracker? Like, do, do, is that like a conscious thing that you were, or, or was it just like a, a, an unconscious thing of like, Hey, I'm building the software that I would want. Yeah, I was originally, that was the thing, right? So originally when I started and before I brought, you know, before I joined, uh, you know, brought on a couple of partners and all that, I had this whole thing designed out, you know, and I mean, all the UI, all the stuff, you know, because I'm a very visual person. And originally it was, my thought was, oh, every single detail of how I ran my shop is going to go into Sign Tracker. And I am actually so thankful that we had no money. <laughs> because <laughs> because if I had developed that, it would have been a great application for a very small slice of the sign industry. Because, I mean, think about running a $10 million electric sign shop. There's not a lot of those out there. So it would have been way overdeveloped for your average sign shop that has three to 10 people. So for me, you know, what's been amazing is seeing, because I just in my mind had, you know, you, you start, you grow, you run a shop this way. Um, and to be able to see all the different creative ways that people make a living in this business, right? And run businesses and build teams. And so I have, we, you know, thankfully, because we have done it slow, we were able to keep it simple, not overdevelop it. It doesn't have all these buttons that take you to nowhere and you, that you never use. And so I'm grateful for that, actually, that it's that I was able to see that there's a simpler way to do things other than just the way I thought they needed to be done. But my experience helps a lot, too. Like, I mean, the, the business needed a, an industry expert to the product needed an industry expert to to be able to develop it correctly, too. So, yeah. Like in, in all so my time spent at the competitor, uh, we won't name them on this one, but uh, that was my experience <laughs> as well of like, you know, you have to have people that come from the industry to sell and support software that you're selling to the industry. Because if you don't, mm -hmm. it's, it's just a nightmare um, because there's mm -hmm. it's not really selling the software like the software sells itself. Um, mm -hmm. It's more in on the support side. And if you mm -hmm. can't speak the lingo if you don't understand the challenges of a shop owner it's it's, it's very difficult being in this market mm -hmm. it is and and um and i and i and i love that part of the business you know i i haven't uh my last sign shop my daughter and my son-in-law took it over you know and um so i haven't worked in a sign shop in close to five years now but i still feel like i do because i'm helping solve problems every single day talking to folks and our support person um, our main support person that helps me, she was a project manager at my last shop. Uh, and then one of our developers actually grew up in a sign shop and then owned his own sign shop for three years before he, you know, went back to school and became a developer. So it's kind of nice uh. that three of us, and then my other two main business partners, they've been in it now so long, like they know all the lingo they've, they've had to listen to, you know, talk to sign <laughs> folks constantly and listen to me constantly, you know, so. Uh. What does the, what does the support team at Sign Tracker look like right now? So right now it's me, and then I have um, we have a full time support person, Brooke, and both of us. You know, pretty much we you know we have a an internal chat tool 
our response time on that is anywhere from three to five minutes. So we're, we're on it, you know, we just live in it. And, uh, and then also both of the development partners that are here in the US, they're in uh, Reno, they also uh, will monitor that. So when it comes to when it comes to like, the first level of support, like, oh, I forgot my password. Oh, you know, and some basic functionality questions, Brooke and I, you know, take care of that. And then if it gets into like, hey, I imported, you know, the wrong spreadsheet with all my customers' names. So then we'll bring in one of the developers to be able to get all that out of the database and re-import. So it just depends on the tier. But so, but there's four of us that are actively monitoring it. We, the other junior developer that we have actually lives in Brazil. And so he's the one that oh, grew wow. up in the sign shop. So he is, um, he develops, he doesn't really get too much involved in support. He's just mostly developing. So there's four of us that are pretty active in support. And, and sign trackers current, uh, employee count is up to, uh, what now? I'm sorry, five. not employee count, a customer count. Excuse me, um, customer count. We, we have uh, around 500. So we're just a smidge under 500 right now. 500 customers. Yeah. So 500, 500 shops. Yep. 500 shops. Got it. Got it. So as a follow-up to that, what is your plan to attract your next 500 owners? So we, you know, good question. No, it's a, it's a, it is a good question. It's a great question. Um, and, and we're, we're, you know, how do you get traction in marketing? Right? So I will readily admit that I am a shake your hand. Let's go out to lunch. Uh, let me come to your office and give a presentation and tell you stories around the sign projects we did. So I'm a very high touch sales approach kind of a guy. And then, then you have this online product where, you know, it's, I mean, not that you still don't want to give people a sense of that you're in tune to them and all that stuff, but it's, it's a lower touch, right? Like how do you fill that top end of the funnel? It's been a, it's been a challenge, you know, for me, it has been a little challenge, and, but I'm learning, you know, old dog, new tricks. So I think you guys know, we started uh, behind the signs and originally we started the behind the signs group on Facebook, kind of as a alternative to a few of the other big sign groups that were on Facebook that there's some great stuff on those, but really wanted to kind of focus on one that was uh, kind of elevating the sign industry together, right? Where people could support each other. So. Behind the signs has been a place where sign shops can come and support. We're offering, you know, hopefully content that's that's helpful to them, business development content. I mean, nothing to the extent that you guys are doing with applications and stuff, but that is having, a, and people are starting to associate that group with, hey, look at all this stuff that the sign tracker folks are giving us and providing for us and not charging us. And so slowly but surely, we're seeing our top end funnel increase. We're seeing um, trials increase, conversions increase. So I think we're going to double down on behind the signs and just keep trying to put out really positive, helpful content to the industry. And we really feel that that's going to get us to our next 500 customers. Plus word of mouth, you know, friends are, I mean, sign shops are telling their friends, which, you know, in our industry can be a little, they don't tend to do that as much as they <laughs> Probably should. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I think it was uh who was it was Tom McElltrot that we had on here a couple episodes ago and he uh he was talking about the days when him and his brothers would go and actually they would just randomly walk up to other shops and as soon as the the shop owner learned that they were they were shop owners themselves, they were sign painters. Uh, they would put away all the stuff that all the drawings, like all the paint, like everything is going up uh, yeah. just because they didn't want to share that kind of stuff. But 
Yeah, I, I, I think what you're doing with behind the signs is, is really cool and, uh, you know, definitely fits along the same lines of what we're trying to do is just educate yeah. and provide resources to, to help everybody grow. Yeah, exactly. And there's enough work out there for everyone, right? If you, if you look at, I mean, if I was to go out and start another sign shop today, if I, a third one, well, first, A, my wife would divorce me, but I'm, uh, you know, <laughs> for, mine too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And my wife's a lawyer too. So I'm screwed. Like I would just have to oh. sign a blank. <laughs> but you know, I would just, I would just keep it small. I would do two or three, two or three things, you know, very, very well and maybe outsource the rest of it, you know, and just keep it simple and manageable and make a living. Like the idea, like for me, the idea of growing another big shop, it's like, ah, uh, no way. I wouldn't want to do that. I like that idea. I like that. Being a niche shop is definitely something not too many people not too many people do their first go around, but I definitely can echo something like that. So, just kind of let's let let me kind of finalize that thought there. You, you great answer on how to get your next customers. I love the approach. I was just telling my friend Carol, uh, I was texting her the other day, and she's in payroll um, merchant processing, mm -hmm. and and she's Ooh. and she's doing this remotely. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, you're a beautiful girl. You know, you're young, you're energetic, you're a family woman too. So people are going to resonate with you, but you got to get out there and you got to shake some hands. And she goes, well, what's, what's like an important thing that I can do? I'm like, I'll tell you a quick little story. I, the only reason why I went with a local guy that did my merchant processing was because he came to my door mm -hmm. and said, I will, I will, yeah, I shook your hand, gave me a coffee mug. And he said, I'm going to deliver receipt paper. I'm dating myself receipt paper for life for you. This guy would always come with like a box of receipt paper, like mm -hmm. 20, 30 rolls. And, you know, you never want to be out of receipt paper, but I don't even think we do receipt paper anymore. But most most receipts are invoice uh, emailed and things mm -hmm. like that. But, you know, there there's that. Let me shake your hand approach. So I I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that you do that. I think that's what makes you unique. I would hope that one day, uh, whenever it comes, when you get your thousandth customer, that you do not change that. Mm -hmm. Although you probably have to shake a lot more hands and that mm -hmm. might be something that you're going to love to do. Yeah. But it's, it's gotta, it, it correlates to your level of customer service. See, here's my take on it. Okay. With the other competitors of yours, a sign shop is an account that pays a monthly retainer mm -hmm. that has, that uses the software. And as that number increases, so to do the voices, the level of increased support tickets that you will have, mm -hmm. um, innovation, so many, I could keep going. So many more things will also increase as your customer bandwidth does. Mm -hmm. However, um, with, with that being said, what are your plans for growing, not necessarily your customer base, but growing with technology? Is yeah. there a plan? Is mm -hmm. there a plan with the, the development of, say, new apps, integrations with new apps that are built around productivity and maybe chat GPT and other things like that that are AI related? Mm -hmm. What are your plans in that area? Uh, well, chat GPT, 
is super helpful for me to write articles, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> for, 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 out, for outlines, you know, oh, yeah. uh, so no, but all, you know, all joking aside with that, I, I have, I have found it useful actually. Um, but no, where, you know, I'm, you know, I am again, not a developer, but I am, I am grateful that I have really, really great development partners and engineers that I work with. And so I think what's going to drive the growth of the product in sign tracker is what's been driving it, right? Like list, yes, we've been a little limited, um, in our ability to add features that we really want to just because we're a small team, but we are growing. And as we grow, we're reinvesting back into the business. Like we're, we all live, I mean, this little green screen right here, right behind it is my garage. And, you know, like we, we all work remote. We keep our, you know, our overhead really lean so that we can invest back in the business. So the more we, you know, grow the base of our customers and listen to what their challenges are, we're developing solutions around that. And that's pretty much how we've done it right from the beginning. They needed a place to be able to store all their files. Okay, so we built file storage within the job. They needed a place to view all their files in the source, but okay, so we built viewers. Now, you know, now, hey, I need to be able to send contracts straight out of the um, the app and have clients sign them like a DocuSign. Okay, so we adopted that and did that. So, and and we don't just like, I think where a lot of the other software products make mistakes is they they have one client that bugs the crap out of them for one feature and then they build it. And maybe that one client and a few others are happy, but next thing you know, you know, they've done it again and again and again, and then they have this product that's bloated where a lot of the features aren't used. So we try really hard to interview a lot of clients before we add another feature. And I think we're gonna keep keep going down that path. Yes, we do wanna do some more integrations. We're actually interviewing someone next week that kind of specializes in integrations so that we can think about some of the important things that we should integrate, like the requests. We've had a lot of requests over the past couple of years. Can it integrate with Google Calendar or whatever? So, but yeah, yeah. Our, we're, we're the, the application, the product is not stagnant. I'll just put it that way. We, we are constantly working on it and, and doing little sprint releases based on the customer okay. feedback. So we're going to keep going in that direction for now, unless uh, someone out there in Better Build Sign Shop land has a couple mil they're wanting to throw on Sign Tracker, then we'll ramp up really quick. <laughs> you know, you took the win for my sales on the next question there, but but ideally your philosophy on handling new feature requests is centered around a pretty rigorous interview between mm -hmm you and a collection of clients, not necessarily just one client. So is this feature, uh, I guess, you know, everybody likes to have a voice. Mm -hmm. So what is, what is the overall thought process for you on how your company handles a feature request? Is it something that they can come to you with respect? Is it something that they think is, it goes into a queue and over-promising and under-delivering? What is your process for that? Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm your typical sign sales guy. So I've had, I've had bad habits in my life of over-promising and under-delivering, but, <laughs> but now that I'm, now that I'm old and wise, I've, uh, I've stopped doing that. Um, so basically when somebody, you know, when we're pretty honest with them, right? Like if somebody gives us a feature request, we do respond right away. It goes into, you know, uh, a system that we keep to track all those requests. We respond right away. We'll ask questions around and we keep you know, notes on the answers to those questions. What, you know, what is your use case basically? Like, why, why would you, what would you use this feature for? How would it help your business? 
And then when we get enough people that might ask, and we let them know, like we'll be honest with them, like this is a great idea. We're going to put this on our development ideas board. And ideas um, board, there you go. Yeah, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to promise it's going into the queue. It'll go on the board. But, you know, if we get enough, if we get 10 people that ask for this feature and it seems like something that could be added in a six to eight week sprint and we can talk to a few other folks around that suggestion, then we do it. And so, I love that approach. I love the hmm. approach. You know, tech companies, not necessarily just in this space, but when they hear a feature, they're like, okay, let's get that done. Or especially if they're an emerging brand and they are looking to make their current roster of customers really happy. They're, I love that you said the word bloated because that's what the product ends up being is it, mm -hmm. it, it kind of morphs into something beyond what, beyond the original strategy, kind of like what we're doing here in the better sign shop, you know, we'll use our own platform as an experience. We're developing enhanced features, but we are not coming up with a POS. Mm -hmm. Despite my numerous attempts, we are not. <laughs> no, 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 we're no. not doing a POS. Dude, we're just not going to do it. And and the vision is clear, and we're continually taking and speaking to people in a platform that are asking us for features. And I love the I love the what do you call it the the ideas board. Yeah, I normally revert to a queue. But yeah. the fact that there's like a step before the queue, there is. I love that. I, yeah. I love that very, very much. Applaud to you for putting something like that in play for you. I think that's great. I think that's yeah. going to lead to a lot more success in the short term and long term for you. Good. So well, thanks. I, I'm going to follow this up with I have a two more, two or three more questions left. Right. And, right. and, and I know we're running a little short on time here, so I'll make them quick. But for me, and I guess for the the hundreds of listeners that we have out there, why, and I'm, I'm sure you have a queued up answer for this. So I'm going to just ask you, why should well our listeners use the software over others? And I, you know, you don't want to just say, well, look, it's designed. It's, it's, oh, where, where, where can I go here? I don't know if I have this queued up. I don't want to, I always, my first thought as well, it's, it's affordable, but, but I don't want to, we don't want to just be known as like the affordable solution in the sign industry. There's reasons, you know, there's, reasons why we probably are priced the way we're priced because our target is for smaller shops. But I would say, look, sign tracker, uh, we know that the majority of our customers are not staring at a computer all day, right? Like they need to get in, get some information, store a file, make a note, assign a task, and probably going to be out in the shop making signs or out in the field installing signs. So they're, they're a combination of, you know, uh, owner operator. So I think with Sign Tracker, you know, it's and especially if you're transitioning from, let's say, even 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 a like a Trello app or something like that, where you want a little bit more functionality that's Sign Shop related. But certainly, if you're coming from any kind of a whiteboard, paper folder, keep it in my head, all those mm -hmm. obviously places. Sign Tracker is a great step in 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 the right direction. We've had some customers that have outgrown us. Um, we had a shop that had, you know, 40 employees and they needed a full ERP system. Um, they needed barcoding and, you know, time tracking for, uh, you know, for their customers, for against the job, you know, all that stuff. And that's fine. We were excited that they were with us for five years and went on to, a you know, Epicor, which is like a big giant ERP system. Mm, yeah. um, but I think for, for, if you look at the makeup of most sign shops of, you know, up to five, between five and 10 employees. Sign tracker is ideal. It's simple. It's 
affordable. The support is great. And so, yeah. And you get to know me, Joe. Yeah, I, I, and I, I like that. So you're between. I, so your your ideal customer, from your perspective, that you're targeting is a shop, three to ten employees. Mm -hmm. Is it that? Is there a specific uh, industry? Like, can they do wrap? Can they be wrap shops? Can they be print shops? Can they be vinyl, electrical? What's the ideal shop look like? All of the above. Um, all of so, the above. Okay, yeah, excellent. it's it's all of the above. So that's the other thing too. Because there are some, you know, some of the applications that are out there that are very specific to electric sign shops. There's some that are very specific to just vinyl shops, right? So with Sign Tracker, it's pretty flexible because really the only variable variable in in those different types of products are going to be the quoting templates, the task templates that you and you can build them yourself. You're you're, you're it's really flexible. So on the same quote worksheet. In Sign Tracker, you could do a channel letter set, window vinyl, and a box wrap, all on one quote. And you can manage it through the system, that job, all on one ticket. So, or divide it up into several tickets. But it's really geared for the, sh the shop that does a little, you know, it's it's fine for shops that just do vehicle wraps. But it's re it's really flexible enough for shops that do, I do a little bit of everything, everything. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which a lot, a, small, that's a, small, a lot yeah. of small shops do that, right? That's what I was going to say. Yeah, hey, like there's a, a lot of convergence happening lately with equipment costs going down and uh, just, you know, everybody doing a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm a, I'm a sign shop and I have four employees and I'm doing sub mil, a million dollars in gross sales. And I have over, let's just say over 300 customers in my book. Majority of my book is probably made up of 50-50 new business and repeat business. Mm -hmm. um, and I decide, I meet you, you walk into my shop, and I say, and I see you seem like a really fascinating human being. I shake your hand, and you tell me all about Sign Tracker, and I decide, this is really a good opportunity for me to get in with a software. What does the onboarding with your software look like for a shop like me? So, well, first we have a 14 day free trial, right? No credit card, nothing. And so as soon as someone signs up, we reach out to them immediately. I do um, every week standing webinars. So I would say like, hey, you know, come to our Wednesday webinar where I do a complete overview of the app, really focused on project, the project flow side of the app. And we ask questions and sort of, you know, and we literally will show them like, hey, this is how you set your employees up. This is how you set your task templates up. This is how to organize your job flow. Board. I mean, it comes pre-organized, but if, you, if, if your workflow is a little different, we help you change it and tweak it. And so we get them kind of in there, getting used to entering their jobs and used to the flow. And then the more complicated side, I think of any app in our industry is gonna be the quoting side, right? So on on then once a week, I have, one webinar that just focuses on quoting you know the first webinar i will show them like how the quotes feed into the jobs but the second webinar all i do is like how to set up your materials how to set up your labor and this come it comes with some pre-set up stuff but how to edit those um yeah. how to how to set up formula items if you if you use formula items and then how to build product templates that feed into the jobs to make quoting quicker so it, after and they can come to those they're they're live links on our on the dashboard right inside their app where they can click and just join the webinar every week two a week i also do a lot of individual training too so if they feel like 
you know, because two or three sign shops will show up every week at those things. And sometimes people feel a little intimidated about talking about their shop or their needs. So I will also set up one-on-one -on -one training sessions with them too, if it's needed, but we're committed to staying with them, you know, and, and partnering with them until they're using the app and feeling like they're, they're being successful with it. So yeah, nice. that's what we do right now. So it's a hand-holding approach and mm -hmm. it's free and it's free to sign up. What is the typical uh, user signing up with? Is there a price point that they are there is. guided towards? Yep. So it's two for two users. It's 49 bucks a month. And if they sign up for a year, usually on the first year, we give them a 25% off coupon for their, if they decide to go for the year. So it, to get into it initially, it's not yeah, a lot it's, of money. It's nothing. It's not it's a lot nothing. of money. Yeah. 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 And then you get from three to five users, it's 99 bucks a month, which I mean, I, I would, I would say those two groups make up about half, you know, half the business. And then, and once you get to six users, then it's unlimited and it's 149 a month. So that's it. I mean, 149, so is, 149 a month, if it keeps you from, you know, one banner job falling through the cracks, it pays for itself, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So at, even at 149 a month, if I, if I didn't have six employees, it's not about our price, right? We're not, mm. I'm sure you don't get a lot of pushback on price in terms of signups. Mm -mm. So what is the, what is the major piece? What's the missing component here? What are people asking for that you don't have or what is it exactly that's preventing you from having more well, than 500 users? Yeah, I, I would say, you know, and, and the past, you know, the past few years since we all sort of jumped ship from our day jobs and started doing this first, it was just two mm -hmm. of us. So it's yep. been it's been bandwidth on development, you know, and and marketing. But we're, we're getting we're getting some really good stride going now. But I would say, you know, the, the big thing that we're working on right now and probably we should have done it sooner, but we're doing it now. So it's okay. Is the ability, you can send the contract out of sign track, you can get it signed, you can get it approved, all that information goes into QuickBooks. So you can generate your invoices and do your receivables and all that stuff. But the ability to send the proof, and then accept credit card payment right in the app. I would say really, other than that, sign tracker has everything else a sign shop needs. And we know that we don't have that. And it makes me want to, I should find something sharp and stab myself in the eye, but <laughs> you know, but, but we're working no, on it, that. right? Yeah. I'll, we won't do that. We're working on it and it's, it is our major push right now. Like that's what we're doing. But other nice. than that, I think sign tracker has everything a shop, you know, a smaller shop needs, right? So you get into 25 employees, 20, I'm mean, not that we don't have customers. We do have customers that have you know, 20 employees and 25 employees that do big electric projects and they just like sign tracker and they're sticking with it. And I'm sure they have other things that help them with um, time tracking or whatever, but, um, or inventory controls. But, but I think, yeah, I think sign trackers, I think once we have that piece built and it's going to happen this year, then the rest of it's just continuing to enhance it and listening to customers and keeping on that same path. I think that, I think it's great, Joe. I'm on your website right now. I'm checking out a couple of things. I mean, people, how could people find you? Uh, they can find me if they just go to sign-tracker.com. And, uh, and where, you know, they can, I'm just Joe at sign-tracker.com. So you're always welcome to send me an email directly, you know, much to my 
much to my wife's disapproval, I usually get people, my, all of my customers, all our customers have my cell phone, which could make vacations very tricky. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I'm, know why you do that, but. Cause I, cause I'm insane. I mean, I do yeah. try, I yeah. do, I'm trying to get better at that, you know, but, uh, but I, I do try to make myself super accessible, but they can reach me at Joe at sign tracker.com. Um, also, you know, I spend a lot of time these days on behind the signs, the Facebook group behind the signs. We have our, on our website, sign-tracker.com, we have our um, toll-free number and all that stuff uh, published right on the top of the screen. So yeah, any you can reach out to us all those all those ways. Excellent. So Joe, one of the things that I, I think is just like watching you interact on behind the signs and, and just with your own audience, I get the sense that you're a guy like me that likes talking shop. That may mm -hmm. be like your favorite part of the job. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm assuming you talk with a lot of shop owners and mm -hmm. like one thing that, that comes up a lot on our coaching calls or even like the the mastermind calls that we do is like the, the mental side of owning a sign shop. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of shifting away from the software talk. But uh, one concept that we've seen come up a lot is the, this, making this jump from being a technician to an owner. And, and like hearing you describe your, like your journey into the, the sign industry at first, it, it seems like you kind of came in as a, like an owner mindset at, mm -hmm. at that very first shop that you started at of mm -hmm. like, Hey, I'm in my evening time, I'm going to sit down and knock out some forms. So things run smoother. But I would say on the, the sign tracker side, you probably deal with a lot of folks who are starting out in their own sign shop after working as a installer or production person or a designer as a, at a different shop. Mm -hmm. would, would you say that's true? Like, do you interact with a lot of people like that? Yes. Yes. And so I, I saw that question that you uh, sent to me, you know, the, the making the shift from being a technician to an owner. And, you know, and I, I think I went through that at a younger age because I, you know, my first business, I lived in, I lived in Southern California. I was in the Marine Corps, long story. I won't tell you all that stuff, but I was in the Marine Corps for a few years. And then after I got out of the Marine Corps, I went to uh, college to become a minister. And so when I graduated, I had a degree in religion and I don't, I don't know, man, I was like looking in the newspaper under the religion section for jobs and there is none. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so I had a janitorial company. So I was out cleaning offices, you know, and one, one night it was like four in the morning. I was just exhausted to the bone. I had three kids to feed. My wife was in college full time. And I thought there's gotta be a better way to do this. You know, so I can't just be cleaning offices until the sun comes up every day. It's going to kill me. And I think it's the idea that how can I, how can I go from doing the work to managing the work and bringing the work in. And, you know, if you, if you think about sign shops, you know, almost every, well, not almost everyone, there's certainly some that start off as an entrepreneurial mindset and they look at it as a great opportunity. But I think a lot of, um, a lot of sign shops stop with exactly that, right? On Monday, the installer shows up by Friday. He's so pissed off at his boss. They says, screw it. I'm out of here. I'm going to go start my own shop. And whether it's a designer or an installer or whatever, and then they get out there and they, they're still really good at being an installer, but they don't even know where to begin to make that shift as a business owner. And I think for, for me, I always try to say people, first of all, sales, think about your company as not an install company. You are a sales organization that does installs. 
right? So you, you need, uh, you need, you know, it's a good, it's a good shift to, to start to, there. To do. Yeah. 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 Start there. And then a lot of times I'll say, well, I'm not really a salesy kind of person. You know, I look, I'm not a used car salesman kind of a guy either, but nobody is as passionate about your business than you, you know, and nobody's going to tell your story about why you started that business better than you. And so you gotta, I feel like you, you have to go out and make those connections with people as a, I'm not just a sign, like, oh, I'm just a sign guy. No, you're a business owner, you know? Right. And so, and, and here's why you would like to work with my business. Now, it could be that you're going back to your shop and like, holy crap, how am I gonna get all this work done? I gotta go do it myself. But then I think the second state, the second stage there is trust, right? So you hire people, and I hear this a lot where it's like, oh man, what's, what's the bottleneck of your shop? Well, I can't get quotes out the door. Why well, can't get quotes out the door? Because the owner keeps everything in his head. What's your schedule? I don't know. He keeps it all in his head or she keeps it all in her head. And somehow you gotta, you gotta shift out of that thinking and trust the people that you hire, right? That's where maybe system development comes in place. So if you're a great installer, you love installing, but wanna own an install business, you're gonna have to make these shifts in you know, you're thinking about who you are and about what you do at the business, as far as business development, like the work you guys are doing with shop owners, great. Um, I mean, what we do, pro helping provide systems and tools, great, but they have to decide themselves that they're gonna take these things and use them to grow the business and grow people to run the business with them. And if, and if they can't make that shift, look, if you're a great installer out there and you don't think you can do all that stuff, just go find a better company to work for. Don't go start your own shop because it'll drive you nuts. I, I agreed. Agreed. That, yeah, that's a, that's my sentiment almost exactly of like, hey, if, if you're not a business owner, it's okay. Like if that's not in your DNA, it's not what makes you happy. Like it just because you can't make a great living at the current shop that you're at, or, you know, or, or maybe you've started out on your own and mm -hmm. you're going through this, like it's not too late to go the other way. And there's, no. there's plenty of shops out there that are successful and treat their employees well and pay well mm -hmm. and things like mm -hmm. that. It's just, just a matter of finding them. Yeah. They're out there. The other one thing that I wanted to touch on before we let you go was just like the the mental health aspect. I think you had um, Sherry Walling on like an episode of your podcast, and mm -hmm. I loved her book of how to I forget the name of it now. How to like be an entrepreneur without losing your shit. Yeah, and I I, re I read through that book, and I really like a lot of what she said resonated with me because I am. I'm like, I would call myself a recovering workaholic. Uh, mm -hmm. Like, I, I w you could ask my wife and she might say not recovering or, <laughs> but, <laughs> but certainly, you know, the, the mental side of the, this industry, like we don't talk about a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I talk to a lot of shop owners that are working 60, 80 hours a week. Mm -hmm. And I, I think as you and I both know, and Pete knows, it's usually not a great recipe for success or mm -hmm. like future success. And I know you had some of your own struggles with uh, like overwork at your sign shop. And I, I've heard you talk about like alcohol and, and things like that. Would you mm -hmm. care to expand on that just a little bit for our listeners? Sure. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm comfortable talking about, about that. So, you know, I think, 
I think our brains need relief, right? Like we, we need relief. We can't keep up with a 50, 60 plus hour work week and keep our shit together. It just doesn't work. Um, and so you have to do something and, and it, just what we were talking about earlier, maybe it's a, a matter of like building a team and trusting and letting go. And, but, you know, for me, you know, I, I tend to be a control freak, you know, I'm a little better now that I'm a little older, but, um, and so I would stay at the shop. I was your typical guy that would stay, work weekends and stay there, you know, 40, 50 hours a week. And, you know, and I, look, I grew up in the seventies, right? So if it wasn't tied down, you'd snort it or smoke it, but, um, <laughs> or drink it, but, uh, you know, but, but, you know, <laughs> but if it, but, you know, I mean, in my, but then I got married really young and I couldn't afford any of that crap. And besides I was trying to be a better person. And, uh, so sure. I didn't, I didn't really drink through my twenties and, and into my thirties or any of that stuff. But then, you know, work life started just becoming harder and harder. And I found myself like, Oh, I'll have a beer after work or I'll go out with clients and have some drinks or, you know, and this thing kind of, you know, it's snowballed, right? So you do, you start doing one thing to relieve the pressure and ultimately we know it doesn't work and, but you tend to do more and more of it. So I found myself, you know, year after year de developing a, a bad habit with it as a way of relieving pressure. And so, um, towards the end, when I finally did, did stop drinking, um, yeah, it was, it was becoming a problem. I'm not talking about vodka bottles under the kitchen sink kind of drinking, but it was every single night, you know, and some gotcha. days going, going to work, you know, a little hungover. So for me, what happened was I was in between starting my, uh, in between selling SignTech International and starting uh, Studio Zo with my daughter. Um, I did work for a couple of years for another sign shop while we were building sign tracker, selling signs. And, and uh, I would stay at that shop super late doing quotes and, uh, sadly, there was a brewery in that parking lot. <laughs> and so we got to know that the guys yeah. at the shop would go over every night drinking. It just became an every night every. ordeal. And Who so uh, one night I was sitting at my desk. I'm like three pints into doing some quotes because it was a smaller shop. So I had to do my own quotes and stuff. And one of the guys from the shop just came up and said, Joe, he, he was pretty just blatant in my face. I think you're an alcoholic. Ah, no, you know. And but he he invited me to an AA meeting. And I went and I started hearing all these stories. I'm like, holy crap, maybe I am an alcoholic, you know? So I decided to take a 30 day break on alcohol and it's turned into going on 10 years. So, wow. yeah, but you know, it doesn't mean that my addicted brain has necessarily shut off. I just took up running. I became like, I became like the sign guy, Forrest Gump. And so in, in, in 10 years, I've run, uh, 20 marathons, a half a dozen trail runs, a 50 mile trail run, mountain runs. I've done four half Ironmans and I'm looking at my ribbon wall over there, but. Oh, uh, nice. Okay. So yeah, so just, act, you know, for me, it was like developing a, a spiritual life, a better sense of self-worth and a lot of, uh, a hell of a lot of exercising, you know? And, uh, and yeah, it's worked, you know, I, I definitely feel like a happier, less stressed out person these days. Well, you definitely answered where I was going to take that next was like, you know, what are, were the skills and like the strategies that you developed to, to combat the stress in, instead of, you know, I, I would say it, it like misusing alcohol because I, I've been there as well of like, hey, I have way too many beers a couple mm -hmm. days in a row. And I'm like, wait, like, I, you know, this is this is not healthy. So, yeah, that's great. You took up running. And I would I would encourage like all of our listeners, like if you're a shop owner and you don't take time out of the day to 
exercise just like for me i throw on a 30 pound uh ruck backpack i've got a like a flat weight that sits in my backpack i an hour every day that's what i do to that's awesome to, to de-stress but if you don't have that like you got to start because you can't keep it all up here like joe said no, you can't. And, and, and it's different for everybody, right? Like, so you might, you know, you might find that meditation, I use the calm app, which is really good. Um, and I'm, I wish I could say I meditated every day, but I do try to run, you know, at least four to five days a week and bike a few days a week. And you just got to find what works for you. And, and I, I don't know if you, you know, I don't know if you watched the whole episode with Sherry Walling, the interview that I did, but you know, I like what she says a lot too, is get to a point in your day where you say, that's it enough is enough. I mean, there's going to be times when you push yourself and you're going to work those, you know, 15 hour days because you got to get stuff done, but take a break point and say, okay, I'm done. I leave it here. Breathe in whatever you need to do to separate yourself mentally from the work and go home with your family and enjoy that, you know, and uh, maybe it's hitting the gym on the way home for 45 minutes. Who knows, but you got to do something for sure. Perfect. Well, Joe, uh, we appreciate you coming on. It's been a, a really interesting conversation. I was glad to to have you back, and uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this. Looking forward to what you guys do next with Sound Tracker. Definitely keep us up to speed so we can, you know, inform our audience on what you guys are up to when you get that uh, that proof and pay feature. That I know that'll be very Huge. helpful for a lot of folks. Yeah. yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys, and I think you're doing great work out there too. You know, there's not there's not enough people out there helping sign shop owners and, and, you know, we all need that support for sure. So you guys are doing great work too. Absolutely. Pete, got any closing comments? This was one of my favorites. Thank you so much, Joe. I'm probably going to touch base with you a little bit offline. I got some clients I think would be great for your software. All right. Uh, love to connect with you a little bit offline on that. But thank you so much for jumping on here with us. Um, I just sent Brian a private message. I said, this is not going to be our last time speaking with him and having him on the show here. Uh, thank you again for jumping on and telling your story. I, I learned a little bit. I'm sure our listeners did too. Well, I appreciate you guys very much. All right. Well, thanks, Joe. Bye. If you liked this episode, make sure you hit subscribe to get all the latest episodes. And check out our website, bettersignshop.com. Get free resources and helpful tools on growing your shop. Thanks for listening.